Welcome to today's Conduit podcast. As a reminder, Conduit is a tribe of small business owners and leaders who desire to get better by learning and growing together. My name is Jerry Bierman, owner operator of Alluring Glass. And today we have my friend, John Herman, founder of Worthy Endeavors for our fourth of four installments. Welcome, John. Hey, Jerry, thank you. Well, I appreciate it. The final installment, huh? number four. Well, for this chapter, I'm hoping that I can twist your arm ever so slightly and get you back in here. Um, this is a good one because you're working with our company on this as well. Um, I'll just, I'll give the title um, and then we'll get going on this. The title for today's podcast is, Are You a Visionary or an Integrator and Why It Matters in a Big Way to Your Business and Your Employees? You got it, Jerry. Well, you know, is it okay if I just dive right in? Absolutely. Please do. Uh, cool. So, you know, I've been thinking about a lot. What led up to the, to the discussion today is I was thinking about the, the content that we've been talking about the last few uh, conversations that, that we've had in the last few podcasts that we've had. And there's been a lot of tools and techniques and philosophies and things like that that we've, that we've gone through. And one of the things that struck me was, you know, if I'm a small business owner – and I just want to focus on like, what give me one thing that I could take a look at now that could make a major impact in my business. And what struck me is this conversation, this idea of am, am I more a visionary leader? Because these are basically two different types of leaders that we're talking about. Am I more a visionary type of leader or am I more an integrator type of leader and why that matters to my company in a, in a really big way. And, and not just your clients, but you, this is a big thing for your employees and how it impacts them. And so th for me, Jerry, this came out of, this was kind of an epiphany that I had back in 2015, I guess four years ago, there was a book that came out called rocket fuel that really was put words to some things that I had been feeling as a business owner and as a leader for a, for a number of years running a small business and having business partners that had diverse personalities uh, from mine. And this put words to things that I was feeling. It was tremendously helpful as I started to unpack it more and understand my personal wiring. Uh, and I'll, I'll cut right to the chase there. I, on that, on the scale of the two, which we'll talk about kind of the different profiles of a visionary integrator, I am a very strong integrator as I found out. And one of the things that, you know, I, when I was reading this in 2015, I was at a point where I was getting very close to ultimately exiting my business and exiting the company that I've been leading for, for five or six years. And one of the things that I wish I would have had is that book in hand five years beforehand, yeah. because it would have been so tremendously helpful for me and, and the partnership team at that time to put words to some things that we were trying and rest and just wrestling through and kind of stumbling through in the dark. And so my hope is, is that talking about these things today can be really helpful for the small business owner and leader that is right in the middle of this. They're in the trenches and they might be struggling a little bit with their identity within the business and, and hitting the ceiling like we talked about a few episodes ago. And the, there's some things that, the, that they can do to be able to help them as we start to understand the difference between these, these both very critical leadership ro roles in a growing small business. Yes, agreed. And, and just from a, just to set the table, um, you know, as, as we're owners and leaders, there's language that 
sometimes new to us. And the word integrator was a word that I had never heard before. Um, so can you give us, I'm sure you're going to do a deep dive on what an integrator is, but can you give us just a quick little snapshot of, I understand the word visionary very clearly. What does the word integrator mean? Sure. Uh, so let's talk about the integrator first. And, and what I would say is that generally speaking, that we will find that integrators are more common, especially in small businesses. Many of our, many of small business owners like myself are, tend to be more uh, an integrator type. These are, these are folks that are, that thrive on being the glue within the organization of keeping everybody tied to the same purpose and the same mission and, and enjoy the day-to-day -day running of the business. I mean, that's one of the things I think so many, I've seen so many small business owners do well is stay in the business that work with the teams, lead by example, and, and really uh, work on, uh, communicating clearly the, the plan and the purposes of where the business is going and, and getting in the trenches with the team to help execute on where you're trying to head. So the integrator is the one that if you think about uh, vision and strategy as being kind of the highest uh, overarching things that a business is really wanting to accomplish, the integrator thrives on the action side of that. The integrator thrives on taking a plan or taking strategy and, and, and driving it into the organization and working with other team members in unity to be able to get these things done. And they can be big projects, they can be small projects. Oftentimes integrators are very good at managing multiple uh, things, uh, having lots of plates spending at the same time and being able to keep tabs on all that and keeping everybody moving in, in the right direction. This is, I know that this was something I, you know, I didn't, know that that term out there integrator existed sometimes in organizations we call that the the operations manager sometimes we call it the chief operating officer we think of the we, a lot of times we think of these folks as operational people because we think ops people are really we tend to it tends to be synonymous with execution and being really good at being able to execute and and pull a plan together but the integrator oftentimes especially as organizations are growing is kind of that the tends to be the highest level leader that is embedded in the day-to-day -day and, and making sure that from beginning to end, we are serving our client well and, uh, and meeting our objectives and keeping our team united uh, around our common, our common goals and purposes. Okay. So that's the integrator. Got it. I've got notes on Converse, that. Conversely, Jerry, the visionary – um, these are these are the uh, the folks that typically are our idea generators, you know. And I think that's probably we think about visionary. We probably have heard heard that that label more often. They're what they're far less common actually in businesses. Although in an entrepreneurial setting, oftentimes the visionaries are the the founders of the organization because they came up with that idea. They saw a need for something in the marketplace. They had a they had an idea about how to do something better you know, didn't necessarily invent something new, but just saw a need within the market and innovated and figured out a way to serve the market or serve clients in a different or unique way than, than what maybe there, than, than, than what was already being done. And so a lot, oftentimes we see founders being visionaries. They visionaries often have lots of ideas and more big picture uh, and they're, they tend to be creative and, and very passionate about their ideas uh, and visionaries are oftentimes very, very 
good at solving big, complex problems, and that's something that can really ignite the, a visionary. So oftentimes, they're, they're really strong salespeople. They're strong. They're good with clients and good managing relationships with, with, with vendors. Uh, and, uh, and, and so what you sometimes see with visionaries, though, is that because of all those things that they're really good at, and, and, and the fact that they get a lot of energy from the, the doing something new and innovating and, and, and change even, that when they are leading organizations, uh, what you sometimes will see is that you, you see this thing where there's a spike when a visionary comes in to lead an organization and we see uh, maybe for 90 days or three or four months, we see big improvement and then, and then things start to level out or even go off the rails a little bit, because at that point, the visionary can sometimes get bored with sustaining stuff and they want to go, they kind of want to reinvent and go on to, to another big idea. And so the, the impact of that sometimes is that when a visionary is on their own leading an organization and doing that, you see these like big spikes in, in, in improvement and, and, and on projects or new things. And then the inability to sustain those things as a visionary uh, kind of loses interest and in, in some ways uh, it kind of gets bored. And so the impact of that on employees is really hard, right? Because, because your employees, if you're, if you're, you know, based on describing some of those things, if that's, if that's you, as you're listening to this podcast and you're like, yeah, yeah, that, that kind of sounds like me. Um, oftentimes one of the things that can be happening if you've been a business owner or leader and you've been out there leading in that way for a number of years is the impact on your team is that you can kind of exhaust them sometimes because it, it, you, you end up coming up with this, there's this flavor of a month, flavor of the month type uh, feel that like, oh, like, hey, hey, John's got this new idea again. He, oh, he read that book. He's really charged up about this thing, but they know that after a few uh, months, uh, it's gonna it's gonna fizzle out, and it's not because the visionary isn't uh, committed. It's not because the visionary is doing that intentionally. It's because what happens is is that oftentimes the visionary will just start to lose lose steam after that initial push. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Well, and I'm I'm guilty. I'm, I'm the visionary extreme. Um, and so uh, I do recognize that one of the strengths also of the visionary, um, you know, you'd mentioned their idea, their idea people, they're creative, um, they, they, they can solve big complex problems, they might be good salespeople. Um, I, I'm visualizing that visionary bringing energy, uh, enthusiasm to a team. Is that fair? Absolutely. I mean, the, the, the visionaries create so much life in our organizations. You know, can you imagine Apple without Steve Jobs? You know, they, 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 they are the ones that give us these aspirational hopes that, hey, we can be more than what, than what we thought we could be. We, that we can shoot for the, to maximize our potential. You know, they're, they, they're, they, they bring so much life and energy into the business, but misdirected, that can, you can have the opposite effect, right? And so one of the things that for me, like this, this, this rocket fuel idea was to say, let's not only, you know, essentially the epiphany of that book was to say, not, not just that some people are really good at vision, some leaders are really great at vision, and some leaders are really good at execution. It's to say, what happens when these two types of leadership profiles can work together in symmetry? Mm-hmm. And 
And, and because what I had kind of in a, a uh, I guess, a paradigm that I had been operating with up to that time, thinking that it was more the idea that your organization was typically led by one or the other, but not that these two things could, these, these two leadership profiles could actually uh, live in, uh, in, in symmetry with one another. And when that happened, it created a lot of really good outcomes for the business. And so just, you know, some examples you think about like it, so, you know, and this has been going on for, for decades and decades. I mean, Walt Disney was the visionary. Roy Disney, his brother was the integrator. And Henry Ford was the visionary. James Cousins was the integrator. You know, Ray Kroc, McDonald's was the visionary. Fred Turner was the integrator. And at Microsoft, Bill Gates, visionary, Paul Allen, integrator. So, you know, these, this idea of the combination of what happens when a visionary and an integrator can work together within an organization and bring their unique styles to, to, the, to, to help the organization thrive and grow in a healthy way. That was, the, that was kind of that epiphany that, at least for me, I had back in, in 2015, 2016 when I had read that book. Uh-huh. So I, I, I got to ask, so mentally, like what, when you say epiphany, um, was it like, did you feel, not trying to be too psychological here, but like as you're going through your career, were you like thinking like, gosh, I'm, as a leader, I'm missing some of these parts and you couldn't really define it. Did you feel like you were, uh, you were missing some of the leadership parts, components to, to be an effective leader or owner? Yeah, you know, I think that's a great way to say it, Jerry. I mean, honestly, for me, I think to be transparently, I always, there, I think there was a fair amount of insecurity that I had because I was the CEO of an organization and I was realizing as I was leading that I didn't have these visionary components. And I was thinking, oh my gosh, like, I don't know that I can be a very good CEO mm. if, if I lack all these components. And, and because that's what, you know, that's what you need to have. It, I, I felt like it was an and, not an or. I needed to be visionary and I needed to be able to integrate. I needed to do both. Okay. And, and what, I, what I realized was that it was totally okay for me to lean into my strengths. It wasn't, it's not an either or. It's not a, a visionary, it, oh, that's the best thing to aspire to, yeah. you know. Um, and, and the integrator uh, is, you know, kind of second second fiddle or whatever it, it was it's actually my my kind of realization was man if i can lean into my strengths more and find someone else to help me in those areas where i'm not as strong find somebody else that has more in my case find someone that has more visionary tendencies and yeah. be able to work in synergy um that that actually could unlock some, some real goodness. And so, and so that's what I have seen happen more time and time again. Now practicing it um, with, with many businesses, what I have seen is when that is, when that scenario is either happening because the co-founders have that dynamic um, or they've actually built towards that dynamic, meaning that they've recognized that maybe one of only one of those temperaments uh, leadership styles exists at the, at the top of the organization and they've actually tried to figure out, okay, how can we integrate How can we take incremental steps towards bringing that other dynamic in to be able to, to be able to help, you know, if I'm a visionary, how do I go find an integrator 
um, either looking within my business to see if that person exists. Maybe I can grow them up in, into an integrator role, or maybe I need to go outside and try to figure out how I can bring that person in. And likewise, if I'm an integrator at leading my organization and there's no visionary, how do I start to go out and find visionary, uh, you know, components to start to bring into my organization? And ideally, how do I find somebody that has those, those uh, strengths to be able to come in and, uh, and, and bring those into the organization? That's great. I got, um, I got a question um, on the, on the integrators, so kryptonite. So uh, as a visionary, the, the obvious kryptonite is flavor of the month. They get distracted, have a tough time following through. Um, some of those obvious components. What are, mm -hmm. what, what's some of the kryptonite for an integrator? Yeah, good. that's great, Jerry. So, so here's, what I, here's what I have seen. And honestly, this is some of what I saw in my own organization when I was when I was leading as an integrator and wasn't really uh, paying. It wasn't really creating an environment where uh, we could we could balance that out with with a strong visionary. Is what you typically see when an integrator is leading and there's no visionary is you see lack of growth within the organization. You, it, you see you will see suboptimization, meaning that. We are, we're taking whatever our business is, whether we're in the trades and we're doing a resident, residential or commercial remodeling, or we are, you know, out selling insurance or whatever our deal, whatever our business is, we, an integrator naturally is going to, is going to look into the organization and find ways to improve how things are being currently done. And that's what I mean by sub-optimization sub would be going in and continually refining those processes over and over again until now you're down into the, you know, you're, you're, you're not getting these big improvements anymore. You're seeing smaller incremental improvements, whereas a visionary is typically not going to pay attention to any of that stuff as much, as much as saying, like, let's get out there and find the new opportunities. And so what you typically see and organizations that are being led by integrators is they're probably oftentimes not as engaged in the market. They're a little bit more internal in their engagement. Um, they might, they have, might have a tendency to miss the forest for the trees. So the, the market could actually be moving on them and they may not recognize that as much. They could, they might lack purpose or vision. So sometimes organizations that are led by integrators, especially in this type of market where it is so competitive and we have such a challenge to one hire recruit and hire good people, but to, the other thing to hold on to them because they're being wooed away to other organizations. They they have a they can have trouble retaining people because they're not you know again you think about that G, the Steve Jobs personality or whatnot throwing out high aspirations, big high purpose, very wide driven. You know a visionary tends to be very wide driven, whereas an integrator tends to be very what driven, and so. Uh, that, you know, you can have a very highly effective organization, uh, but it may not be compelling enough to retain employees because you see maybe lack of innovation uh, or just or just generally moving too slow. So those are the things that you see. And, and you know, so if, if, if you are out there listening to this podcast and those things are those things sound familiar or those things sound and, and maybe you may not pick up on them, but your employees might. So these would be great questions to, you know, again, to talk to your team about, talk to your leadership team about, talk to your employees about, uh, you know, are we leaning one way or the other? And if you find yourself leaning more towards those things, then it's possible that you may need to inject some of that visionary 
component in there to to counterbalance that. That's good. I I got a question on that, but on the on the visionary piece as well. But first, is it? And I would I would think most small businesses that when I say small business, you know, businesses that are doing a million to ten million dollar small business, not U.S. government hundred million dollar businesses, but like most of us in small business, we, we don't have an HR department, we're the HR department. And so as an integrator, do you find that many of us struggle with like the, 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 the GSD getting stuff done as it relates to the client, um, they're pretty good at, right? Most of us that have been in business for five, 10 years, 30 years, in some of our friends' cases, like they're really, they're good at the execution, the, the day-to-day operations of the, uh, for the client. What they seem to be, my perspective, is they're, they're not as good from an integrator standpoint with their staff. I know that's something that I had to learn how to do. I was good with the client and I was good with my staff making sure they served the client when I was in the integrator role. However, I wasn't so good about as an integrator treating my staff as a client. Yeah, that's, that's really good, Jerry. I think, yeah, that is something that I see. I mean, I think that that, and I think it's, it's the reality of small business in some ways. I mean, whether you're an integrator or a visionary, I think the reality of being an owner operator in a small business is that you only have so much time and you only have so many things that you can put your time and attention to. And you, as you said, you can't hire, you know, a, a, a massive HR department or HR leader sometimes, you know, that we don't have the resources to do that. So right. you can only focus your time and attention in so many areas. And oftentimes what, where, where, what suffers, right? It's the, it's, it, we, it, you're not going to take that time and attention away from the client. So the internal organization suffers. And so what we try to do visionary or integrator in that scenario is it is getting back to helping the leader, whether you're a visionary or integrator, uh, prioritize and focus your time and attention uh, accordingly. And, 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 you know, the way I think we understand whether or not we're giving enough time and attention to our internal team is, is really our core values. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, are, are we living in, you know, are, are we living into our core values? And that's an exercise that I think if, if for those owners that have those, um, if you don't, I think that's an exercise in and of itself to, to put time and energy into because the core values are meant to be those things that recenter us as yeah. leaders that at least that's, you know, that's the way I have used them in the past are meant to help us uh, recenter our attention, whether external or internal to make sure that we're putting our time and energy against the most important thing. So that, yeah, I, I think that tension, that's a very real tension. I have a lot of empathy for the small business owner that is trying to navigate through that. And, and, you know, my kind of thought process there is to periodically go back and measure yourself and your, the way that you're prioritizing your time and energy against your, against your core values. And sometimes that, that'll start to expose the fact that, Hey, I need to, and I need to start investing more time uh, with my internal team. That's good. You, you probably uh, prompted this. Um, We put our core values, like every business that's been around for any substantial length of time, a couple years or more, you have core values. Like you have, you have value, you, you have your core values, the way that you're making decisions with your staff and with clients. I found it very helpful to name it, 
like to put it on the on a piece of paper and put it on the wall and say this is the way that we're going to treat each other internally and this is how we're going to treat our clients externally and that has been really really helpful in the past year or so just to get just to get the core values up on the wall and say hey you know these need to stay alive like we need to die to these core values or get the core value off one of the things i say to my guys is if we don't actually value this if it's actually bs let's get it off of the wall and make sure that we're hiring to the core values treating each other to, uh, with the core values and treating our clients with those core values that's been incredibly helpful in the last 12 months mm. well and that's just knowing you jerry and seeing the way that you operate with your team i mean that's one of the things that i can i can see you doing is by putting them it, it's not so much that you're putting them on the wall as a uh, you know as a for slogans or for show it's that i what i know is you're putting them on the wall so that your team can call those things out one getting them familiar with that stuff but yep. then two being able to call out you as a as a leader um, and 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 just assess like are we are we really doing this stuff are we are we modeling these behaviors and and i i know enough about you and have seen your style with everyone on your team that i know that that's an ongoing conversation which is what you really want you know, you you want to have you 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 want to be able to if we're being hypocritical and we're putting this value out there and we're not living into it then that's exactly what you want is you want your team to be able to call you out on it Absolutely. and to have a conversation do you have you ever seen and one of the things that we're trying to do with the whole con the whole conduit idea is um, to provide support, but I'm, I'm also, I, I put a big question mark here, and we don't have to do a deep dive on this today, but could it, if somebody's a, like a, a really uh, extreme visionary, um, have you ever seen like an extreme visionary get to know the owner of a company that's a very, which most of our friends are very clearly integrators, which is great. That's why they're, they get stuff done so well. Have you seen it successful where a visionary could go in, get to know the owner and come in periodically and, you know, once a quarter um, and, and cast compelling visions and, and put some fuel into the organization? Have you seen that or do you think that could be successful? I, I, you know, I don't know how much I've seen it as much as I, I think you're, you are pioneering something that I think could be super powerful. Uh, and, and for a small, again, for small business, I think the, the, that idea that hey, I, I don't, I can't go out and hire, I don't have, I'm not at a point in my business where I can just go out and find, I'm an integrator to go find a visionary and pay them, you know, a, a compens the compensation that they would need in the market to be able to bring them into my business. Maybe someday I'm going to get there. Maybe my business is, you know, the next, maybe that's my two year goal is I'm going to get to that point and I'm going to be able to bring that person in. Uh, maybe I even have an idea of who that person is, but I can't go out and get them yet. I love the idea, Jerry, of being connected uh, to a group of small business owners where, with diverse skill sets where you could say, Hey, I, I know that I, I'm an integrator. Uh, and I know that I'm going to have, I have a gap in my ability to innovate and to look out into the market and to think big and do the, and to inspire my employees. But I know Jerry is wired that way. And I know that he thrives in that area and I trust him enough to say, Hey, Jerry, would you come in and, and every quarter 
get under the hood of my business for a little bit. Let me tell you what I'm doing and just let get, you know, to solicit his thoughts and get some wisdom, man, I, I love that idea. And I think that could be super powerful, especially for the small business owner with some limited resources and, and, and to start to get them on the tracks of being able to really balance that balance out the integrator visionary combination. So I, I, I love that idea. Yeah. I, again, it's, it's almost smelling like I teed this up to, to start some kind of, business where I go out and do this stuff. I'm not, I'm not talking necessarily about myself doing it, although I would love to do it for my friends, but I just, I just, I just made a note. You just, you know, during this podcast, I just thought about that. I was like, gosh, you know, somebody that is a visionary, could they, and I've got dear friends that I know them very well and their businesses, they're clients of mine. Um, so yeah, it, we'll explore, we'll talk offline about that. That'd be, that'd be really interesting. All right. So Okay, going back to the integrator visionary, the reality is that most of our friends uh, have a limited budget. They're already overwhelmed. They're very busy. Um, and what are some practical steps that we could take when we don't have the resources of time and money today, but we do want to start prepping the soil for six months, six years from now? Yeah. So, well, let's talk about, so just to, just to continue down the one path, I'm an inner, let's say I'm, I've identified myself as having integrator tendencies within the business. And by the way, I'm going to set, I, I will, you can maybe put it in your, your, your links to, to the podcast. There's a, a assessment, a free assessment that you can take. Um, I have, I don't have anything to do with this assessment, but I, I've taken it many times and referred many clients to it. It's called rocketfuelnow.com, rocketfuelnow.com. And you can go out you can take the visionary assessment. You can take the integrator assessment. It takes about 10 minutes and then it sends you your scores back and it gives you a sense of where I am. So let's just say I've gone out and done that and, and I'm self-identifying. I'm identifying as an integrator. I have those tendencies. I, I think what you're throwing out there is, is brilliant around who do I know that sounds like a visionary? And can I get coffee with them? Can I get lunch with them? Can I... Uh, pick, can pick their brain, you know, assuming I'm pretty limited in my resources. So that, that's one way to do it, um, incrementally step into that. The other thing I would say is look into your organization. Um, you know, for those, of, for those of you that are owners and leaders that have other leaders in your organization that are part of your teams, I would highly recommend having them take these assessments because you might find that you've actually got somebody in the wrong seat in your organization. Maybe you might find that somebody in your organization actually has very strong visionary tendencies. And it doesn't mean that you necessarily have to make them the CEO. <laughs> um, it, it, but what it could mean is, is that you could actually uh, ask them to help you in a very targeted way uh, with some visionary type things. And uh, you know, this could be somebody, this could be a sales leader that you have. You know, sometimes you might see that one of your top sales performers could could be a, a, a tend to be a visionary. So um, don't be surprised if these people exist within your organizations. That would be the other thing that you could do is go out and, uh, you know, look within your organization. And then likewise, what I would say, Jerry, is now I'm a visionary. Let's say I tested out and I, and, and I don't, you know, I don't, I, I know that I'm not going to be very strong with integrator tendencies. What do I do there? Um, I think the same thing, and this is probably much more likely is you probably have integrators within your business. Um, they might be called operations manager. They might be called general manager. Um, they might be called line leader. 
or, 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 you know, team supervisor or whatever, you yep. might have these people. And it, it doesn't necessarily mean um, that just because somebody's good at implementing things, just because they're good at getting it done, it, it doesn't mean that that's synonymous with being an integrator. An integrator definitely is a higher level skill set. These people still are very good at being able to understand and see a big picture, um, and, and they're able to, uh, to then execute on it. But I would say, look in your organization, test some of these folks out, and it very well might be that you have some folks that could help you um, or you might have somebody in, internal with your organization that you could invest in and coach them over time to, so that they can take on more of the integrator type functions and complement you as a visionary. That's great. Well, unfortunately, we are out of time for today. So I tremendously appreciate your wisdom and generosity of your insight over the last couple of weeks. Um, I'm excited to continue to work with you as you're going to be working with myself and one of my teammates tomorrow. So how do, for anybody listening, any of our friends um, that I haven't connected with you yet, how best do we connect with John Herman? Sure. Well, yeah, check me out on uh, worthyendeavors.co. It would probably be the best place to, uh, to find me uh, on, the, on the world wide web, on that, that internet thing out there. So yeah. check out my website. Um, or you can, or you can uh, shoot me an email uh, at john at worthyendeavors.co. So, um, yeah, thanks for, thanks for that, Jerry. I, I, I enjoy uh, so much working with you and working uh, with those um, that you're connected to in the city, and I just really appreciate everything that you're doing to help small business owners and leaders because I know we share a common purpose in that area. Absolutely. Yep, yep. It's good stuff, man. I will um, – I will – also post if it's okay with you i'll put your um your email posted on there and i'll post your cell phone is that fair sure okay yeah i can always use more more robo dials i just love those so put them put put my cell phone out there (laughs) good stuff though i appreciate you john you too gary thanks again